If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. أشرقت نفسي بنور من فؤادي حينما رددت يا رب العباد وانتشت روحي وصارت دمع يدري And the top of your stand, it was a resounding victory for James Jachikwisin, who is returning to Parliament for certain as representative for the Asin North constituency. Despite the decision of the Supreme Court to announce his 2020 electoral victory on grounds that he holds dual citizenship, James Jachikwisin, uh, we know now, uh, has been re-elected uh, with a rather higher margin of votes uh, that he won uh, in the last elections, uh, comparing that to now. Of course, uh, the victor uh, of this uh, election, by-election within the Asin North constituency, says his victory is a verdict of the level of confidence his followers have reposed in him. Listen. I've always been happy. Tonight is exceptional because Asin North people have vindicated every court and myself. And they still believe in me, so that makes me happy. What does this victory mean to you personally? The lessons to be shared to the whole world? Well, I mean, uh, principles and values I work with. And I don't quit easily. So long as I know the course I'm leading is genuine and is benefits other people. You see, you haven't been in a situation where 
you have to sacrifice your own life interest for the benefit of others. Until you are there, you will not understand it. Somehow you get an inspiration and you become fearless because you are standing for the truth, you are standing for justice, you are standing for almost everything that benefits other people other than yourself. That is why we, some, we have people like the Kwame Nkrumahs and we have people like the Mandelas. All right? Otherwise, you know, somebody has to do it. Somebody has to be in that position sometimes. So I'm very... What you tell the people of Ascendot for what they have done, the victory they have given you? Well, it's, it's, you know, the, the victory belongs to them. The victory belongs to Ghana. And the victory belongs to rule of law, justice. Are you daunted by the fact that you'll be going to court very soon? No, 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 no. That's the least of my thought. I'm focused on how I can get that thing not developed. Uh, the court can take its own course. I mean, there's, as I said earlier, I have not committed any, any wrong to worry about uh, what is ahead of in legal terms. No. Well, so we're asking that question. What's the, been the overall assessment of the electoral process yesterday? Uh, well, we're getting some answers on that because the Coalition of Domestic Election Observers are describing the Asin North by-election as largely, quote, peaceful, uh, which was fully concluded after the winning candidate was declared. Uh, Kodeo acknowledges that the conduct of the polls was consistent uh, with the general rules and regulations which was uh, adhered to by the polling officials. That's contained in the latest document that uh, Kodeo has released to the press. I want to bring in now Parliamentary Affairs Correspondent Kukwa Santi, who's been looking at uh, the details of the concerns uh, being raised by Kodeo. Kuku, we know that they're lauding the Electoral Commission and also the Ghana Police Service for organizing what they describe as a peaceful poll. But there are concerns about some blots on uh, the electoral process. So first off, let's get to the reason surrounding why they're assessing this as largely peaceful and then we'll get to the concerns Cordeo is raising. You know, the disruption of polls, some of these um, um, isolated incidents were all largely dealt with by the police swiftly. They talk about the electoral commission and how they were able to distribute materials mm. to the various um, elect uh, the polling, polling areas. They say that that was largely spot on. So they're giving a thumbs up to the electoral commission and the Ghana Police Service for being able to manage and organize this process in a way that was reminiscent of Ghana's um, democratic credentials. But then they go ahead to talk about a few blocks like you discussed. They talk about intimidation of our colleague, journalist at Adom, Adom TV. They say that at about 7.20 a.m. at Methodist Primary School 2 in Breku, a journalist from Adom TV was interviewing electorates and he was confronted by a reported executive of the MPP for conducting that interview. Again, the police intervened and the, the matter was swiftly dealt with. They talk about the violation of voting procedure. They also cite the instance at Methodist Primary School 2 in Breku, where two electorates were apprehended by the police for taking a snapshot of their ballot paper after voting. That was also an incident that uh, uh, was seemingly uh, seeking to uh, mar the, the smooth process of the election. The police dealt with that as well. And they also report about a violent crack, uh, a violent clash. They say that about 1 p.m., a convoy of vehicles with NPP occupants, accompanied by the Ashanti Regional Chairman of the NPP, a chairman owned to me, pursued a vehicle occupied by NPP supporters from a different polling station to 
uh, in Praso. And during this pursuit, the occupants of the NDC vehicles proceeded to vandalize and damage parts of the NDC vehicle, resulting in commotion and disturbance alongside the roadside. Right. But the police intervened to calm the situation. So these are some of the incidents that thought it was going to mar the process, but mm -hmm. generally, Kodei okay. has given it a clean bill of health. Is there any key recommendation going forward? And because this is just a precursor to the major electoral exercise that will happen next year, we're having both parliamentary and presidential elections. What's Kodeo saying about the future? So Kodeo really believes that this election should serve as a blueprint for the 2024 general election in terms of our distribution of materials were done, the policing at the, at the various polling stations were done. They believe that these were done really well and must serve as the blueprint going into the 2024 election. Okay. Uh, you're also in Parliament, and just the last week we were talking about that spectacle. Almost all MPs leaving the House just to monitor what's going on in Asin North. We're setting to have business resume in the next 24 hours. Uh, from, from your sources, are you picking up if James Shachikwesen will be officially sworn in tomorrow uh, by the Speaker of the House? Because there's a lot to be done, I mean, considering the number of uh, bills before the House, uh, the critical one on the anti-gay bill, which uh, has been suspended until tomorrow. What are we likely to see? James Shachikwesen returning to Parliament tomorrow? So, according to my sources, within Parliament, the institution is ready to swear in the judge equation but it's a certain process which may delay the process that is the electoral commission would have to um send to parliament the instrument of the election confirming that james judge equation has been elected so that parliament can proceed to swear them in and so the expectation is that if the electoral commission is able to quicken that process send the necessary documents to parliament by thursday morning by thursday a few hours after that, they will be able to swear in Jashikwesen. So all that is on the Electoral Commission. The indication we are getting is that this is not such an elaborate process and that the Electoral Commission can work on this as soon as tomorrow morning. It's just, just like a letter to the Speaker of Parliament confirming that this election has taken place. But for the reason that today is a holiday, that process would have been, would have, would have been completed by now. But because today is a holiday, we expect that the EC may do that tomorrow morning, right. hand that over to Parliament. And so... If for nothing at all, if not tomorrow, by Friday, Yachi Kwesin is expected to be sworn in okay. um, the second time to continue his work in Parliament. It, uh, we're on the lookout for that. Uh, sharply divided house, but uh, well, we'll keep uh, following that for you. Kukwesante will be there in Parliament uh, to get you the very latest, my colleague here at uh, Joy News. Uh, so what's accounting for those 57% uh, plus votes that James Yachi Kwesin is getting? Uh, over a 7,000 margin uh, in an election fiercely contested. And, and what's the science behind all of this? At the time, of course, when predictions were arrived that the elections were up for grab for the NPP's candidate. I want to bring in Musa Dankwa, who's executive and director for Global Info Analytics. Uh, and Musa, just last week we were discussing uh, your prediction that there were about 6% of the voter population that were not decided, of course, uh, at the time. They, they did not tell you where their votes were going to lie. Is that why we're experiencing this uh, margin of uh, victory for James Quayson? All right. Thank you very much for having me. I think there are two sources of his margin. Entirely to his side. And then we have people who may have said they intended to vote for Charles Okoko. That actually didn't mean it. They went to the polls and voted for Charles uh, Quayson. So you can see that the final poll compared to the 
Osadankwa, it appears that we're not getting the point you're making. I was just asking about the 57.6, uh, 56% margin. Yes, yeah, yes it, we lost you briefly. If you could just take that point for us again. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. It will take what Charles got in the opinion poll, the last opinion poll, yes. 45. And you add the roughly 7% rate, it will still less than the 5-7 that he got. So where did the extra percentages come from? It came from Charles. Because Charles lost ground. They showed that he was losing ground on a daily basis. So what happened was that people who said they were going didn't actually go and for James Dejuquesi. So what you mean to say is that that the voters changed the, their mind at some point? Okay, I would seem to be having some challenge, uh, but Global Info Analytics uh, at the time had decided to do a poll about this whole elections, predicting uh, that uh, James Quasing was following uh, uh, second to Charles Opoku. Uh, but then, of course, as we're seeing now, 57.56 is the uh, margin of victory for James Dutch Quasing. I will get back to Musa Dankwa later on, but we know that the woes of the newly elected James Dutch Quasing is far from over, as he's expected to appear in court over uh, charges of perjury. James Quaison was indicted by the Supreme Court earlier for holding dual citizenship, first as a Ghanaian and then as Canadian, which could not allow him by the law to continue to hold himself out as Member of Parliament for Asin North. But this afternoon, there's a call from Ghanaians, especially those living in diaspora. Of course, uh, they say that it's time to change and review our laws. Before we get to that, uh, what's the rationale behind our laws that prevents dual citizens from holding uh, this current political uh, office uh, that we're talking about as a member of parliament. Let's listen to U.S.-based lawyer, Professor uh, Kukwasari, who has been explaining to Samson Ladiani on the law uh, about the rationale going into citizenship and the controversial issue of allegiance. Listen. To another country other than Ghana, it's a term of art. It is not citizen. Otherwise, I've demonstrated that when the lawmaker wants to say citizen of another country, they know how to say it. So if they have not said a citizen of another country, just forcing allegiance to another country to be citizen of another country is just emotional law. It's not law as we are taught, and it's not law as it should be practiced. And I've given several your position. You fortify your position by the fact also that you can owe allegiance and not be a citizen. Yes, absolutely. Because there are, there are non-citizen-based allegiance. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And the biggest and the easiest way to understand this argument is that Article 94 was there when we didn't even have dual citizens. So what did it mean when we didn't have dual citizens? Did it, mm. did it have no meaning? Okay. I mean, the Supreme Court is saying it was meaningless when we didn't have dual citizens. But that cannot be correct because that clause has been in the 1969 Constitution, has been in the 1979 Constitution, and both the 1969 and the 1979 Constitution did not allow dual citizenship. Okay, so that's the position, and why must we change the laws? If indeed you want to serve, why not hold a Ghanaian passport only, uh, just uh, to show that you're indeed uh, owing um, all of your allegiance to one state, which is Ghana, but the diaspora uh, is uh, wading in. I want to bring in 
some of our citizens living elsewhere. Charles Podo is a businessman. Uh, he's joining us from Maryland in the United States of America. Uh, we also have uh, Benjamin Kwashi joining us from South Africa. There's uh, a number of individuals also joining us uh, this uh, afternoon. Richmond Aholu is a Ghanaian living in Australia. And Dr. Bauer um, is uh, with the New Patriotic Party's China branch. Um, he is uh, here in Ghana, so he'll be joining us as well uh, to uh, have a conversation uh, around this. Um, gentlemen, welcome to the program. Let's start off with you, uh, Mr. Podo. The, the issue about why we are here today and why James Jachikwesi appears to be facing this challenge. Uh, for you, why is there an urgent need for us to change the laws, first of all? Well, uh, good evening, uh, gentlemen, and uh, to your listeners. Uh, in fact, when you look at all these things going on, you begin to understand the fear that people are entertaining when they insist that citizens of Ghana who have taken citizens in other countries for the benefit of themselves and to their families and the country at large should be removed or excuse from exercising that uh, 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 citizenship spirit that they had. That is not taken away just because you hold a certificate from another country that you are a citizen of that country. Now, to tell you the truth, there are benefits that accrue from being a citizen of one country and living in another country. The advantages are very clear. So the question is, why do you have to say somebody is a dual citizen? What is a citizenship? If you're a citizen of one place, why would you be precluded or removed from any activity that benefit the country where you belong to as a citizen and yourself and your family? So when you look at all these things, for, for example, recently, the president of Sierra Leone, the one that is uh, currently uh, re-elected. Well, he's been re-elected. Six months ago. Yes, Bill has made it clear that those who are citizens of Sierra Leone living elsewhere who have dual citizenship can participate in political affairs of the country. Why? Because of the benefit that the country will derive. About 49% of all countries allow dual citizenship in Africa. Now, these countries have allowed this because they know the potential or the benefit that the country will gain by using the talents that these people have, have acquired abroad. Why would you deprive yourself of such a talent? Now, let me ask the country this question. If, for example, your brother living in Canada or in the U.S. or anywhere uh, outside Ghana, when he comes home, do you, do you put him aside? That he's, he doesn't belong to the family because he has traveled and he's no, no longer part of the family? But you allow him to come in and moreover, what I know is that most of the time they even lead because they say they have more experience because they have learned from other people and they can bring that, that, that knowledge together to help the family. Why can't we do the same in Ghana? Why is it different? So for me, it is, it is very perplexing. Now, if you look at how much those in the diaspora bring to the, uh, the, the economy, Per our, our gross uh, domestic uh, uh, our income, mm -hmm. it's about 7.4. Ghana ranked the second highest in terms of what? Remittances that come abroad uh, uh, after Nigeria. 
So the question is that the contribution of those in diaspora, why should that be diminished? What are we afraid of? Mm. Look, let me, I don't want to bring myself into this picture, but let me bring myself into it for one second. The, the many years that I have lived in the United States and have run business for about 15 years as an employer, that uh, experience, money cannot buy. No education can buy that. So if I want to bring that knowledge to Ghana to help the country, why should that become a problem? This is my problem with it. And I am not, I, I think the country needs to take another look at it and reset. This is what I can say for now. But, but, but is, should it just be about money or finances? No. There are many things that the country can gain by allowing their citizens abroad to come and help. Education-wise. Now, how many people have the opportunity to go to Harvard, to go to other universities abroad? Not, not, not a lot. And most people look like countries like China. When they are, it is, people come here, they come here to recruit them and send them back home to contribute. People like uh, in Israel, America don't have problem. They don't even doubt the fact that because this person is an American citizen and he have a dress in Israel, there is that suspicion. No, allegiance. There are so many Ghanaians who are not citizens of any other country, have more allegiance to those countries and have cheated us or cheated Ghana from things that should come to the country. What about that? So what is the fear? What is the problem? Hmm. It's not only really for money. Right. Uh, is, is Rich Monaholu also here with us? Uh, because I want to pick uh, some other thoughts. Um, okay, let, let's hear from um, Benjamin Kwashi, who is also joining us. Ben, are you there? Richmond, if you can hear me, uh, you're joining us uh, from Australia. And, of course, you're, you're a Ghanaian there. Your experiences matter. Uh, you've seen what's happening as far as this whole James Yachik-Kwasin conversation is concerned. What's your perspective on whether or not we should be relaxing our laws or otherwise on this whole dual nationality issue? Yes, uh, we're having some challenges uh, with Richmond there. Uh, but Charles, uh, just as we wait for the others to, jo to join, it appears that um, we're having some challenges there. Uh, the, the incident that, that occurred, and of course we've seen that conversation come up about James Jatikwaisen. He spent, in this case, for instance, over 40 years, as we're being told, we don't know what the official record says, in Canada, elsewhere. The, the values uh, and his system, I mean, he, he must have built his life entirely elsewhere. So the, the question is, if you really want to develop this nation, why not stay here for a while? No. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. 
CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Our system and what, of course, your people uh, will need so you don't feel detached from, from the reality. Well, what's your take on that? Uh, thank you for, for bringing me in to speak again one more time. Now, the longer somebody lives abroad, does not detach him from reality. This person has been dealing with his family, making visits back and forth. I mean, it doesn't take that person away from the responsibility that he's supposed to face when he represents the people. But the added value that he has gotten, learning from other people, it is a value that no money can buy. And that is the value that he's bringing to the country. So you don't have to live in Ghana to know more about Ghana. But uh, I'm not going to uh, diminish the presence of a person in a country to have that personal attachment. That is also important. But the question is that, is this person qualified? Is this person the right person to represent the people? And if the people say yes, who are we to say that he is not one of us? When the person is a Ghanaian first and has taken advantage of other person's citizenship. Now, let me say this to to you and to your audience. Believe me, if you appoint someone, let's say a uh, question is uh, in uh, uh, Canada and he's been appointed as an ambassador mm-hmm. over there, is it not better? By the time you take somebody from Ghana, send him to Canada, let him settle down, trying to find his feet, the country is losing. The Canadian government will be happier dealing with him as an ambassador on behalf of Ghana making deals for the country than a newer person. You see, this is where you, the culture, the cultural benefit, we are losing it. The cultural benefit, we are losing that. So, so if, you, if you bring somebody from the United States to come to Ghana, they are seeing things. Most people can say, oh, I've been to America to go to school, I've been to Canada to go to go school. Going to school in Canada is different from living in, 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 in Canada or in the United States as a person. Right. Because the experiences of what you have to do to survive in those places, coupled with the knowledge of what you have gained, is different. So when, when you walk into a place like Ghana or any other country in Africa, you can identify potential immediately by I seeing see that. them and say, hey, this is what I would do. Okay. Uh, let's bring in Richmond, because Richmond is running us from Australia. Uh, Richmond, the, the point about citizenship, allegiance, and just as we see that playing out in the case of James Jachikwesing. Well, um, I'll start by saying um, who has been in politics or been influential in the Ghanaian politics without 
as being overseas or having allegiance to another country, name it. Nana Kufari himself has been a British citizen. Uh, Baumi, on the other hand, had studied in, in some, uh, of, uh, had studied somewhere outside the country, coming down from whoever, the Nkrumah era to Abuja era, we've had, you know, countless amount of um, politicians who have studied overseas. What knowledge did they bring as against the people that were in Ghana in the city, for instance? They had much more, uh, you know, open knowledge. They had been exposed to, you know, um, democracy itself overseas and therefore had ample knowledge about what the word democracy actually meant and, and politics in itself. So, you know, being overseas was one advantage. Having allegiance to another country is another thing if we have to look at it from that perspective. But then again, what are the laws of Ghana saying about who is Ghanaian? If somebody naturalizes or somebody um, has gone through the processes of being a Ghanaian, then that qualifies the okay. person. Okay, so, so what then? What, what? And they don't necessarily yeah. have to be. A, a Ghanaian born. Yes, but but but, but what what why is there growing interest? As we've seen, it's not like it's never been the case before. You have referred, for instance, uh, to the to the president who's lived elsewhere. But this is a matter of citizenship. Where some of them go to the extent of saying, "Well, I want to be part of that society." So why come back again? Well, I mean, like um, the the previous speaker said. Citizenship should, could, could just be a matter of us having convenience and uh, being wherever we are. So if I'm in Australia and, for instance, I'm a, an Australian Ghanaian, it just gives me the advantages of being in Australia. It doesn't really necessarily mean that I um, have denounced my country, so to speak. So if I'm here and, I, and I'm a citizen of Australia, and it gives me the, you know, the best advantage to be here, it, it is what it is. But if I'm, I'm in Ghana and I, and I think I should be in Ghana and, and it gives me, or I should be a Ghanaian, it gives me the best advantage to be a Ghanaian, it is what it is. So does it really matter? I don't think so because the constitution allows for somebody who is not even a Ghanaian born person to be a Ghanaian. So, so are we. Uh, does it really matter? Should be the question that we should be asking, rather than whether it is an advantage or it is a disadvantage of somebody being a citizen of another country. There's this issue that's coming up as to whether or not it makes it easier for you in the diaspora uh, to obtain citizenship just for convenience. That, that has come up. Let, let's find out if Dr. Bauer, um, uh, Dr. Bauer and Baggy is also with us. He's with the New Patriotic Party's China Wing. And we'll get we'll get him for you uh, shortly. Um, but okay, uh, we'll, we'll get um, Dr. Bar for you shortly. But but Richmond, the point about convenience. You you are in Australia, for instance. Um, the issue about convenience. How is it like for you normally? Well, it gives you a competitive advantage, right? So you are able to compete. Yeah, on the Australian market, just as an Australian would be. Um, it gives you all the benefits of being an Australian because you're a tax-paying Australian. You are a law-abiding Australian, and therefore, why not? Why, why can't you have the privileges that an Australian have? 
You know what I mean? Yeah, same as it would be if I was a Ghanaian and I was a law-abiding Ghanaian Australian. If I was an Australian original, then I've lived in Ghana long enough. Why should why should someone or the law prevent me from you know having full advantage to the Ghanaian market, for instance, or the Ghanaian business environment, for instance? Uh, it is it is again it is what it is. It's, it's not it's not. I mean, let's, let's go back to asking the question, why do we go overseas to study? Uh, you know, within the political elite in Ghana, everyone has one form of the other, you know, cherished the ability to be able to go to um, a foreign country to study, adding some credentials to, to, to their profile or, or their uh, portfolio. So why is it wrong? That's the question I would ask. Uh, okay, uh, and, and for you, Mr. Potter, the, the experience in the U.S., for instance, uh, let, let's compare that to what's happening in, in Ghana. What, what are some of the benefits you can point to uh, if indeed we allow and ease the laws to have more of our dual citizens come up to take a position here? Um, you can be a lawful resident. At the same time, people who aspire to become a citizen. Why? The benefits are there. The expedite you bringing your family to join you in the united states that's one reason where people do it mostly some people want to do uh certain jobs that require high security you can only become a citizen of the united states even though you know that you are from a different country your passport that you hold as an american citizen still have ghana in it Wake up, people. You're optimizing every waking hour of your life. From carpooling kids, to work, to friends, and everything in between. You have to get sleep. And a bed that can perform as well as you do. Meet the next generation Sleep Number Smart Bed. It effortlessly adjusts to your shape, position, and movements. Learning how you sleep, so you learn to sleep better. Night after night. Sleep next level, only from Sleep Number. The Queen Sleep Number 360 C2 Smart Bed is now only $8.99. Plus free home delivery when you add an adjustable base. Ends 4th of July who really, really love their country, Ghana, and they want to come back and contribute. When we see things that is going on in Ghana, we wish we are there to help. So when we decide to come and help, don't, you see, there is one thing, even the individuals in Ghana, some of them will say, too no, just because you are bringing new ideas. Too no, that's the word. Say, oh, you are too no, because, oh, you think you are from America, you think you are from Canada, you think you are from Australia, you think you are from abroad. That, that attitude has, has gone right into the legislation, has gone right into this uh, uh, issue that we are discussing now, that Ghanaians have been deprived just because they, they have decided to take a different path from the rest of the people. And they are not willing to come back. Now they will say, go and denounce. So let's assume that a uh, question is not going to be appointed as an ambassador to Canada because you have been in Canada for many, many years. Now, how do you, how do you think the Canadian government will feel? You have renounced our citizenship. Now you come to represent your country. Now you want to deal with us? These are all some of the things. The cultural benefit, we are losing it. The cultural benefit, we are losing it big time. If Ghana is going to go places, then Ghana has to allow the people with the expertise who have left the shores, who have acquired knowledge, knowledge that will help improve the lives of the people 
do not deprive them. Do not put stumbling block on their way. Allow them to flourish so that they can help the country. If the people choose them, then that's, that's it. So the changes have to come. If not, the year of the return is a fast. Gentlemen, uh, for joining us, we're taking a break. We'll be right back. Thanks uh, for joining in the conversation. This is the problem. You will enjoy free life insurance. Oh. Free debit card, save while you spend, and an amazing chance to double your salary. A hundred seven, oh. and even more consolation rewards in the EcoBank Double Salary Promo Reloaded. Okay, this EcoBank Salary Account sounds interesting. What do you think? Uh, 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 but next time, Charlie, you know what? I'd go shine my shoe. Hey. Yo, Misef, I'd go check my BP. We going up, never go down, and we stay flat. Open an EcoBank salary account today for a lifetime of benefits. You also stand a chance to win more than double your salary in the EcoBank Double Salary Promo Reloaded from now till July 31st. Terms and conditions apply. And it's your life regardless. Under the Daddy, Daddy, this tank is big! Yes, that's true. It can store a lot of water. That's so true. Wow, it has a walking surface on it. Mm -hmm. That's so true. I can see S I N T E S. That is so true, my dear. Well, it's further, it was spoiled. That's not true. But why? Yay! <laughs> Syntex was the first to introduce double layer tanks in Ghana. Syntex again was the first to introduce white inner layers in Ghana. Syntex gives you the biggest warranty seven years. No matter your water needs, Syntex is the answer. Syntex tank. Are you strong? Are you tough? We've had news file over the weekend and uh, an interesting part of the conversation. Oh no, we are out of range. Oh, don't worry, Daddy. I have Alex in my back. Alex, what? Alexa, open Multimedia Ghana and play Joy FM. Super Hits Radio, Radio. Joy 99.7. Listen to Joy FM, Hits FM, Love FM, live on your Amazon Echo. Listen to your favorite multimedia radio stations live on your Amazon Echo device by saying, Alexa, open Multimedia Ghana, play Joy FM or Hits FM or Love FM or catch up on your favorite podcast by saying, Alexa, play, and then the name of your favorite podcast from Multimedia Ghana. For a list of all podcasts available, say Alexa.
Ask Multimedia Gutter to browse programs. And we are back like we never lost signal. Alexa, welcome to Multimedia. Smile, hmm? Look lively, okay? Smile, smile. Is the money most more? A bad stomach ruins your day. Don't let it. Take Gastron, your most effective antacid, for the relief of symptoms of peptic ulcer, heartburn, gas pain, flatulence, and indigestion. Hey guys, what are you waiting for? Let's go, let's go. Mwah. Can you bring down the smiles more? <laughs> Gastro, effective relief from stomach discomfort. Manufactured and distributed by NS Chemist Limited. This advertisement has been written approved by the... Residents of Santo Kofi, Lolobi, uh, and also the Akpafo communities are kicking against government's intention to mine mineral deposits in these areas. Uh, the areas are endowed with iron ore deposits, but residents say any attempt by the state to start mining in the area will, uh, be greatly, will greatly affect their social and economic lives. They have uh, formed an anti-iron ore mining com- committee uh, to have a united front to kick against any mining activity in the area. Peter Seno has more in this report. Four communities from Santro Kofi, Akpafon, Lulubi and Bori have declared their intention not to allow government or any entity to mine iron ore deposits in these areas. Their concerns are born from what is currently happening in mining communities in Ghana where water bodies are heavily polluted with other social and economic negative impacts of mining. For the residents, it is a no to mining from all fronts. The four communities have therefore formed an anti-iron ore mining committee to have a common voice to protect their communities and heritage. Emma Amuzu is one of the concerned women. As peasants, she says their livelihood, which is farming, would be jeopardized greatly. We've seen what is happening in Ghana, especially Ashanti and other areas, the way the mining is destroying a lot of things. So here, the only job our parents do is farming. And then we have these beautiful mountains up here. If we allow them to come and mine here, then they will destroy our land, they will destroy our farming areas. We wouldn't have anything, any place to farm again. This is the main reason why we said no. We don't want, because we want the beautiful forest and the mountain to remain there as it was before our forefathers left. And so we are here, especially me, on behalf of the women saying that no. Samuel Tete is a metallurgical engineer and has 20 years mining industry experience and hails from the area. He provided some industry experience but wants government to engage communities so as to win their trust before providing any permits or licenses on mining in these areas. As a technical person, a lot of stakeholder engagement is needed. Where 
the communities who have to be told the bare truth. Looking at it in context, the benefit to the community in terms of social infrastructure, maybe they will build schools, build roads, build hospitals, but the effect is that the community will be hungry, their agriculture will be adversely affected, and the source of rainfall, drinking water, there are sources of water all originate from these mountains. As soon as you disturb the land area, you expose the minerals to rain. So even if you tell the community you, are, you, you drill boreholes, have you looked at the effect of the pollution of surface mining into the underground water? Aside that, what will be the effect of dust, fugitive dust, if you breathe it in? What is the health effect of uh, airborne diseases on the community? This is where I am coming from. But why are residents in these areas not interested in developing? Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. In their communities through mining. Yes, Emma again. What development are we seeing? We are not seeing any development. And for that matter, we cannot stand here today and say, yes, uh, mining brings development. What development is it bringing in the uh, Ashanti region, Western region, etc., etc.? We cannot allow anybody to come and destroy our forests and then our farms. If there is a development, we would have been seeing it already. Hmm? Charity begins at home. And for that matter, we can't stand here now and believe any government that yes, they will come and then uh, mine here and then bring development. What sort of development for heaven's sake? Nana Olato is the Chidomhini for Central Kofi traditional area. For him, the destruction of their source of water through the mining activities is his concern. Peter Senu for Joy News. Okay, uh, let's hear from Samuel Tete, who's a meteorological uh, engineer joining us now. Uh, thank you, sir, for your time. Uh, has government officially communicated to you what they intend to do uh, with iron ore in the area? Because uh, we know that the Lance Minister, for instance, announced that um, 
there, there won't be any decision uh, by government to ship off iron ore from our soils. Uh, so, w what official position are you getting on this? Uh, as a mining professional, uh, I was given my thoughts on the effects of iron mining on the Santrokofi, Apafu, Lolobi, Bori area. Uh, we've read in the news that uh, the Ge Ge Geological Survey Department has given out all blocks for certain companies to do exploration to define the resource into reserves that will be mined. Uh, best practice will have made it such that government agencies like the Ghana Integrated Iron Steel Development Corporation, that is the policy implementing agency for iron ore and the steel industry in Ghana, will have started engaging with the communities in the enclave. But over the past two years, when the news came up, they only keep hearing the news that some companies have started bringing containers ostensibly to set up exploration camps in their community. And uh, you will admit with me that it is only the OT region and the Volta region where mining of any sort, whether legal or illegal, is taking place. And we all know the effects of mining on the environment. As a professional, I know the economic benefits mining will bring to our country. Taxes, direct employment, royalties, and the fact that iron and steel has become one of the movers of industrialization. There is no building that can be put up without the input of a steel rod, which will come from the iron that will be mined. But as a professional, I am looking at it from the fact that aside the benefits that will go to the investors, to the government, in terms of taxes and royalties, and to the other stakeholders, what is it that the community will be affected with. Are you suggesting that, uh, I mean, there's some form of iron ore mining taking place already in the air? You know, before mining starts, exploration must be done. Uh, there could be uh, geolo geological data telling you that a certain type of a mineral can be found somewhere. But you know, the value chain of mining starts from exploration. And, and it is not in, in an, uh, a forest area away from human settlement. The communities live attached to the mountains. Uh, interestingly, if you go to the Akbafu community, there are communities on top of the hills. So ideally, at the start of exploration, which has in effect started because the, the community members have started seeing drones around, ostensibly doing uh, reconnaissance exploration. That is a, 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 a airborne exploration. By now, they should start engaging with them because if they don't have the government agencies, the, the technical persons know how, they, they begin to feed on ESE. For my case, I'm a mining professional. I've shared my thoughts with them. But what is the government doing to 
allay their fears because the community along the enclave is a purely uh, agrarian community. They are mostly into farming, and it is the mountains that border them that, that is full of trees that form clouds for rains to come and feed their rice farms, their uh, other staples like cocoa farming that they engage in. So their fears lie along that line so that they will not be there for anybody to come and tell them that no, from tomorrow we are resettling you. They, they know next to nothing about that. Okay, uh, so as a community, and I saw you in the video there indicating that you all want a common position on what's going on. What common position are you arriving at at this point? The common position, I think, that must be undertaken is that the ministry that develops policy, that is the Ministry of Lands for Forestry and Mines, plus its policy implementation um, that is the Ghana Integrated Iron and Steel Development Corporation. As a matter of agency, begin to engage with the communities in the Oti region where uh, certain information about iron day or deposits uh, exist. Because they, they, they must begin to know how one, they will benefit if the mining will take place. Two, what effect will it have on them? Because for now, they are reading the news about what even illegal mining, the effect on communities in the mining areas of Ghana is doing to them. So, and they are so much attached to their, their farming. They need to know what effect we really need to have on, on their farming. They are, they are sources of drinking water. They are farmlands for uh, agriculture. In the event that they will be relocated, uh, all those things must begin to happen in advance because ultimately, no matter the licenses any investor has, whether reconnaissance, uh, uh, exploration, the mining leases, the citizens of the lands hold the final ultimate social license that will permit them to either go into, uh, to allow outsiders to come and mine on their lands. That is where they are coming from. Okay, uh, and you are an expert as well, uh, so you're able to tell about the uh, tell us about the possible dangers to the community if we, we go about doing this on a large scale. W what are the potential dangers of going ahead to uh, do this iron ore exploration or mining on a large scale within this community? If you perchance visit uh, Hawkway driving through San Trocofi to Jarsica, but we have a tall mountain range there where most of the rainfall that comes along from Jarsikam area to Bowie to Santrokofi to Akpafu to Hokwe across the mountains to the Lolobi liquid traditional area. This is a mountain range that serves as a rainfall source for these communities. So one of their fears is that if you tell them there is huge iron ore deposits in these mountains, it is obvious that if as soon as the mountain is touched, the source of rainfall is touched. So their first source of concern is their livelihood. They are, they are mainly peasant farmers in these communities. And looking at the ages of these men and women, 
even if the mining is done, I, I don't think any of them will have access to working because they are about 50 and they are mostly doing the farming. So their main concern is the farming. Aside to that, if open pits or surface mining is done, obviously, blasting will affect their buildings because uh, by the mining laws of Ghana, Averagely, you live just over just 100 meters away from a pit. And if blasting is done, obviously, uh, there are buildings who develop cracks. Uh, aside that, the presence of dust, the dust will blow the winds towards all the communities. And uh, it will affect their crop yields because if the dust should settle on the leaves of the farm products, obviously, the concept of uh, photosynthesis, which is the, the basis of uh, crop production or crop yields, will be uh, adversely affected. So- At Progressive, we know how much you love your recreational vehicles, so we decided to record this commercial in an RV. With a family on vacation. Mom, who are these people? Oh, that's Flo and Jamie. They're recording a commercial, sweetie. Don't they do that in the studio? Oh, normally. No. But we wanted to feature a family who bundled their home and RV and saved with Progressive. Um, yeah, it looks like you're all out of chips. Okay, I think we'll just drop you off at the next gas station. Bundle your home and other vehicles with Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. So, this is how they will be affected. Unless uh, measures are put in place to resettle them and resettlement, who pays for it? Is it a government? Is it a mining company? You see, they begin to de- 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 develop fears. So, if the stakeholders, the Ministry of Lands, Forestry, and Mines, the Ghana Interpreters, Iron and Steel Development Corporation, doesn't come in, and even uh, EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, the Water Resources Co- Commission, they, they must be proactive. Because where uh, truthful and re- relevant information doesn't exist, people feed on all kinds of rumors. So aside the information I, I shared with them, they knew next to nothing about the benefits to, to the country and the negative effects it will have on them. They, we must have a complete conversation in context of the environment in addition to what Ghana is, stands to be. Okay, uh, we need to wrap up. If there's an appeal to the authorities uh, on this matter, what, what would that be? I feel that proactive steps must be taken because it's marks of, a, for a better word, disrespect for a community to be there and you see containers being offloaded. When you ask them, they tell you they are coming to do, they are coming to start exploration. At least some community engagement must be done through the stakeholders, the chiefs, the churches, and the ministry, the agencies like the Ghana Integrated Iron and Steel Development Corporation, the EPA, must begin to engage with the communities because a mining company cannot spend millions of hard-earned U.S. dollars, finish exploration, define an old body ready to mine. Then the community will rise up and say, we will not agree for you to mine. Uh, investors we will not be very happy with that. So the earlier engagements are done, stakeholders, the communities, the chiefs, everybody buys in whether to allow 
or not to allow. I think the better it will be. Because I feel for the government setting up a separate government agency aside the Minerals Commission. Because Minerals Commission controls the, the policy implementation for all mining activities in Ghana. So to separate it and form the Ghana Integrated Iron and Steel Development Commission, I feel the same agency must be attached in starting off well so that the benefits Ghana and communities in gold mining areas didn't derive from gold mining. I don't think it should uh, be repeated when we begin a new uh, resource exploitation in terms of what the uh, iron ore which is on the lands in our community. So engagement is, is, is necessary. The communities must buy in whether to agree or not to agree. I think that way it will help us so much. Mm. Grateful, uh, Samuel Tete, for spending some time with us here on Pulse. President Akufado is urging citizens to continue to support uh, government's uh, mandate uh, in the ongoing efforts to revive the economy. Uh, well, he made the remarks um, during the Edo Ada celebrations uh, at the Black Star Square earlier today. To deliver the needed progress and prosperity that we all seek. I said at the height of the COVID-19 pandemic that we do not know how to bring back lives, but we know how to bring back the economy. I stand by those words. Inshallah. We're working to restore the economy to full health. And inshallah, we shall do so. The young people in our Muslim communities, you have every right to celebrate today. By all means, celebrate. But by all means, be cautious. Your life matters to the nation and to your family. The National Chief Imam, uh, Osman Nur also showered prayers uh, for peace to prevail in the protracted Boko conflict. Um, Your Excellency, Chief Imam Said, on this special occasion, he commits the whole of the nation into the care of the Almighty Allah. Indeed, Allah has kept order in our country and given us peace. We ask him to enhance the peace and harmony. The situation is of, in, in Boko is of concern to us. We ask Almighty Allah to bring his peace to Boko. Our nation, Ghana, we ask Almighty Allah to keep intact our country. The two leaders that God has given to us, His Excellency the President and His Excellency the Vice President, we commit them unto the care of Allah. May Allah grant them His protection. May Allah help them. May Allah give them the strength on which they are able to take care of the whole of the nation. May Allah enhance them in their health. May Allah continue to increase the peace that we are enjoying in our country. May Allah give us more peace. Our compatriots, as you said, Your Excellency, who are in Mecca at the moment, we ask Allah to grant them His traveling mercies that they will arrive in peace. Your 
you have kept the tradition of supporting and helping the Muslims during on such occasion. We pray that Allah will reward you abundantly and deservingly. And the Ghana Meteo Agency says uh, the recent uh, wet weather conditions will begin easing immediately and should end effectively by the second week in August. It however says that moderate to severe thunderstorms or rains uh, which could result in uh, some uh, floods uh, are to be expected. They also uh, say that there will be colder nights and mornings and are urging uh, parents to provide some warm, warm clothing uh, for their children. Uh, Felicity Ahiafenyo is head of Central Analysis and Forecast at GMET. In the coming days, we still have rain over the southern sector, mm. uh, but then the intensity is going to reduce gradually, and then by second week of August, we expect that we'll have an end to the major rainy season for the southern sector. But then the north, they will still be in the season because they are just starting. So we are expecting frequent thunderstorms with rain over their area from now till uh, August, September through to October. Mm. So for tonight, yes, it's going to be cloudy over the entire country right. with pocket of rain and then uh, drizzle over the coast mm. and part of the middle sector through to tomorrow. That's the the, the, the indications we are picking mm. from our mm. model chart. And then on Thursday, to we expect similar thing. Then over the north, yes, we are expecting one moderate to severe thunderstorms between now and then Sunday. Mm. So everybody needs to be in preparation. For Southern sector, we are heading, we are almost in the cold season. Okay. Um, so the weather will be very chilly, especially in the morning and mm-hmm. then the evening hours. Someone is saying winter has come to a cry. <laughs> yeah, winter has come to a cry. Yeah. So we are pleading with right. parents, mm-hmm. mothers, fathers to mm-hmm. get warm clothing for our kids and then the aged in society. Mm-hmm. We ourselves, we should try and get some small umbrellas or raincoats. And then uh, for in terms of our drainage system, we need to do something on our own to make sure that we clear the waterways. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the government to the assemblymen or whatsoever, we are pleading the potholes are just too much. And they have to try as much as possible to fill it up mm-hmm. for us. And then drivers or motorists, we should try as much as possible not to cross mm-hmm. any standing water that we have no knowledge about. That can be dangerous. Very, very Mm. dangerous. And an opportunity to work in Anglo-Gudashanti Obwasi mine remains a dream for many residents, especially uh, indigents of Obwasi. But uh, what we do know is that uh, the introduction of uh, an uh, apprenticeship uh, program by mining giants uh, to train the youth uh, in and it's uh, a dense catchment uh, area with entrepreneurial and uh, some employable skills appear to have changed the narrative of residents wanting to work in the mines at all costs. My colleague Ohim Interior reports some residents, including women, are uh, taking advantage of the training provided by Anglo Gold Ashanti in trades such as welding, uh, fabrication, and auto engineering to change uh, their lot. Suspension of operations at Anglogod Ashanti Obwasi Mai, which until now employed thousands of residents, adversely affected the economy of Obwasi, bringing the economy on its knees. It explains the saying that 
Obuasi is the mind, and the mind is Obuasi. But with the resuscitation of the mind, following the launch of the redevelopment program in 2019, life has since returned into normalcy. The dream of many of the teaming youth in Obuasi is to work in the mine to better their lots. But the introduction of the apprenticeship and entrepreneurial programs means residents waiting to be employed can acquire skills at no cost thanks to AGA's benevolence. This forms part of efforts by Angogod Ashanti to develop resilient and social economically self-sustaining communities in its catchment in the next 10 years. At least 230 youths in Obuasi are benefiting from this scheme as they receive training in dressmaking, welding and fabrication among others. One of them is Vera Akumia Ajimai, a former restaurant attendant undergoing training in welding and fabrication. Even if I didn't get chance in the mind to work, I can open my own shop and work there. Besides the skills training, Residents are taking advantage of the presence of the KNUST of Wasi campus to acquire knowledge that will position them to work in the mine in the future. A level 400 metallurgy student tells Joy News his desire to work at the mine influenced his decision to read his current course. Growing up, I know a lot about galaxy and gold and gold. I know that as a child, I know that gold sells a lot and there is money in gold and all that. So growing up, I took interest in the gold because right in front of your house, there is a gutter or whatever, and people are just trying to dig gold from it. So I actually wanted to be a geological engineer. But then, God knows best. I chose geology as first, metallurgy second, because metallurgy is also related to the gold processing. And then by God's grace, I had the chance to pursue metallurgical engineering here in Obwasi campus. And I would say it has been a blessing a lot. And I've really gone to know a lot of people in the industry there at AGA. Senior Sustainability Manager Emmanuel Bedu says, AGA, through a 10-year social economic plan, intend to make Obwasi self-sustaining. There is clearly something good that we are doing and we are encouraged to continue to do um, those things we are doing, in particular implementing our 10-year socio-economic development plan. We want to remain focused. I believe the Obwasi people want to see um, development and they want to see improvement in lives. We definitely have a role to play in our own small way in contributing to rewriting the narrative. From Obwasi, for Joy News, I'm Interior reporting. Thanks for staying with us here on the polls. We'll be back after this break. <laughs> Score HD, the new exciting football channel, is now available only on HD Plus and brings you football from around the world. Watch Sadio Mane and Daniel Kufitra in the top weekly match of the Bundesliga 1 and DFB Cup, Primera Liga, Copa de la Liga Profesional, see Ronaldo in the Saudi Pro League, as well as daily sports news every other hour. Also, get updated on Messi and Mbappe on PSG TV and many more. Feely Feely on HD Plus Channel 151. HD Plus, the Feely Feely experience. Even the builders of his house and sellers of his cars give him a percentage for every contract he brings. My opponent sits here and turns against the motion for once having for making money legally. Wrong! 
The biggest debate competition in Ghana is back. Which side do you represent? For or against the motion? Stay glued to your superstation Love 99.5 FM, Joy Learning and Joy Prime as we bring to you the biggest stage where schools in Ashanti show their prowess through debate. Rally behind your alma mater to glory as gallant young men and women from the various senior high schools in Ashanti elucidate their stance on matters of national interest. Venue is the Christian Service University College. Catch us live on Love 99.5 FM on Facebook at Love 99.5 FM Joy Learning and Joy Prime 2pm each day. The Love FM High School's debate, trumpeting the voice of young ones on issues of national interest. This event is brought to you by your superstation Love 99.5 FM, the Ashanti Regional SRC and the Regional Directorate of Ghana Education Service Ashanti and CHAS. This program is in partnership with Pepsodent. Rasta Chocomold from Twilliam Industries, Christian Service University College, Jackson Educational Complex, Cowbell, Madam Catherine, Freital and Fortune Rise from Wilma, and sponsored by Zest Consult, Pidato Company Limited, CBS Industries, Top Choco, Ultimate Fashions, Flora Tissues, supported by boss was like, a decent fashion designer only gets over midnight. Midweight. Half-man <laughs> <laughs> like Osime. Papa just a chop Italian league like Oha. These are great housewives of Abuja. Those women are fire. What does OJ say again? My relationship with money is out of the You can stay away for me. What a pretty millennial. Imagine this officer. I will clear out of life. Ah, don't cost. Who dare? Let's go, Mata. The biggest dragon for Westeros. Now he's slow picking face up. Climb down. Right down like Formula One. Yeah, catch me. Uh-uh. He found the gold. And asked her for just shaking me a piece of the pie. And she killed him for it. No one tells a story like we do. Showmax, Africa's original strip. Uh, far-right alternative uh, German party or FD won a district-level election this week, the first time the party has held a governing role in Germany. It was a major breakthrough for the AFD in a country where, given its uh, Nazi past, there are uh, particular taboos against far-right political uh, movements. The vote also comes on the heels of a rising support for similar parties uh, in, uh, of course, across uh, the whole of Europe. PW correspondent Emily Schultz is joining us uh, for more on this. Emily, first off, why was the AFD's victory such a big deal? that they've held any sort of governing role. So even though it is sort of on the local level, this is still a very unprecedented moment for the party. You have, because of the, the history of far-right movements in Germany over the course of the last century, 
most of the other political parties, all of the other political parties, have vowed not to work with the AFD in any way, have vowed not to build governing coalitions with them. Uh, and so while they've come close in, in past moments to getting mayorships or things like that, this is the first time they've actually won outright. And it's a party that has slowly built up its support over time, particularly in eastern Germany, which is where this election took place. And as they gain that support, they're getting closer to being able to hold some of these governing roles, despite the taboos. Did the AFD uh, gain a foothold in German politics? Well, for a long time, Germany was seen as sort of immune to a far-right party like this, given its history. Um, the AFD has existed for about 10 years now, and it was originally founded to focus on opposition to the euro currency. But starting when an influx of refugees came to Europe in 2015 and 2016, the party really capitalized on its hardline positions on immigration issues, and they won their first seats in the parliament here in 2017. And since then, you've really seen, like I say, especially in the East, um, especially now in the wake of the coronavirus pandemic and some of their positions on coronavirus restrictions, their focus on inflation and energy prices in this last year, they have managed to slowly but surely build up support, um, especially in certain parts of the country. And I'm just wondering how does uh, the AFD fit within the uh, trends of other uh, far-right uh, parties in Europe? Well, this small but significant victory for the AFD comes at a time when their support is rising nationally and when similar parties are also seeing gains elsewhere in Europe. And a lot of this is due to parties capitalizing, like the AFD, on, on rising inflation, on energy prices. And, you know, you can see, for example, next door in Austria, the far-right Freedom Party is coming in first in the polls right now and has been for some months. You've seen in recent elections in places like Finland and Sweden and Italy that far-right parties are making gains, joining new governments. And so while there's no uh, one-size-fits it's all trend uh, for different countries. Every country is different. You really have seen overall an uptick in support for these kinds of parties across Europe. Thank you, Shorties, for joining us. The largest uh, industrial manufacturing company in Europe, uh, Siemens, has secured a new partnership with the government of Ghana, targeted at deepening and expanding the study of science, technology, engineering, arts, and mathematics in Ghana. Through the German mission here in Accra, the Siemens Foundation says it will promote uh, STEAM education in basic uh, schools across the country in order to promote the growth of Ghana's skilled labor market. Managing Director, spokesperson of the Managing Board of uh, the International Siemens Foundation, Dr. Nima Schmidt, says STEM education is necessary for solving complex global issues. The study of science, technology, engineering, arts and mathematics has been identified as a prerequisite for Ghana's industrial revolution and economic transformation. Already, the government of Ghana says it is scaling up efforts targeted at training young learners in all educational facilities to adapt to the changes in technology around the world. Identifying the need to support developing countries, German conglomerate Siemens AG says it has secured a new partnership with the government of Ghana targeted at deepening and expanding the study of science, technology, engineering, arts and mathematics in Ghana. Dr. Nina Schmidt is managing director and spokesperson of the managing board of International Siemens Foundation. 
We are working here with a number of partners, most prominently, of course, with the local schools. Um, we are working with the government institutions here. We are working with the German Chamber of Commerce and a couple of other organizations who help us to actually implement these STEAM programs at the local school level. Now, what's so special about this approach? Um, it's actually an approach that's taking in the problem-solving skills of the students. So the students really learn to experiment, to try out different ways, different perspectives to create new solutions. Why is it so important when it comes to tackle some of the biggest problems of our time, for example, to deal with sustainability, to de deal with climate change? We believe that STEAM education really lies at the root of all these issues. And if we have teachers basically teaching students, teaching young people how to use the STEAM approach in a creative, in an innovative way, this makes all the difference um, for society. This German ambassador to Ghana, Daniel Krull, says the latest intervention from Siemens AG will go a long way to strengthen the cooperation between Ghana and the German government. As you are aware, Germany is a, a long-time partner uh, in development cooperation with Ghana. Um, we have uh, the 3G focus areas, and one of them is growth for employment. And so it is about uh, employ employability of the ambitious youth of uh, this country. Um, we are, have a strong partnership in the field of TVET, um, we just um, uh, started a joint program with the European Union, the Ministry of Education and uh, Employment, and, um, and our German Cooperation Implementation Agency, GIZ, 16 million in the field of uh, um, um, vocational training. So uh, um, German Cooperation has been very active in the field of vocational training and skills development. Um, if you ask me what is Siemens Stiftung doing, and um, you ask me to say it in, in, in one sentence, my answer is uh, Siemens Stiftung is about uh, convincing you that science is sexy. The latest program will see many schools in Ghana receive technical training using cutting-edge technological devices in order to build the skill sets of young learners. So in Ghana, what we do is to get teachers from the public schools. Mostly we have started with the basic schools. We provide them with a training, after which we supply them with a combo of apparatus and equipment, components, electrical components, across topic areas that fall under the Ghana Education Service syllabus. So the teachers have... And now the Ministry of Tourism, Arts and Culture says it is committed to protecting the rights of creatives in Ghana by making sure their works are properly safeguarded. Deputy Minister for Tourism, Culture and, uh, and Creative Arts, uh, Marco Kriakumante, made this known at a signing of an MOU between the Creative Arts Agency and Expertise France. There's more in this report. A memorandum of understanding has been signed between the Creative Arts Agency and Expertise France to support the expansion of the music industry in Ghana. Deputy Minister for Tourism, Arts and Culture, Mark Okrekumante, says this initiative will go a long way to protect the creative space in Ghana. Expertise France is here to help with getting the technology on board, sensitizing the industry people, the know-how. It's very important. Yes, we know up to a degree. But they are masters. They are experts. 
uh, SASEM, which is the Croatian Society of France, has been around for so many years. They've made all their mistakes, they've polished their, 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 their wrongs, and now they've become masters. It is only prudent that we engage them and we work with them, we collaborate and learn from them. The Creative Arts Agency CEO, Jan Kroma Akufuado, revealed that there would be capacity building to expose creatives to the gains in the industry. I mean, we have to be able to make sure that our industry are all encompassed in understanding the knowledge of copyright intellectual property right now as it stands our artists and our artists works are not protected so i think that it will be also a ripple effect on the professionality that we have for the music industry these are steps towards digitizing gamro and these are steps towards making sure that every single artist within ghana understands how to own their work copyright and intellectual property director of sustainable inclusive economy at expertise france sovereign peters Desterage, says the partnership will ensure that property rights of creatives are duly protected the first and the main goal of this uh, of this partnership is to work on property rights so it's in order to give really to give to the artist ghanaian artist the the power and the capability to uh, to live from their art. The project, which starts in June 2023 and ends in June 2025, is funded by the French government. For Joy News, Jacqueline Ansuma Yeboah. And thanks for staying with us. We'll be back. Are you dreaming of a place to call home? A space that embraces your lifestyle, reflects your taste and brings you joy? Look no further because the Joy News Habitat Fair is here. Join us for an extraordinary event that celebrates affordability, comfort and luxury in the housing and construction industry in Ghana. This year, the Joy News Habitat Fair is bringing together the leading players in the housing and construction industry all under one roof. With a wide range of exhibitors including developers, architects, interior designers and financiers, the EcoBank Joy News Habitat Fair has everything you need to turn your vision into a reality. Be part of the 14th edition of the EcoBank Joy News Habitat Fair, Howard by the Plan City Extension Project from Cities and Habitats. For further inquiries, please call 0540-110389. The quest of building prosperity for Africans. If you see what the SFT Secretary has managed to do to date, it's commendable job. It's tremendous improvement. And yes, the living vision is possible, and I think uh, uh, as Africans, the continent, we are set for that. And why are women being left behind? You know, we did uh, a study a few years ago that showed that Africa was losing close to $90 billion a year as a result of gender inequality, as a result of not empowering its women. 
joy news goes head to head with international actors on the sidelines of every exam's annual meetings in Accra. Africa's prosperity. This week on Foreign Affairs. That's on the 11th to the 18th of September. We are expecting 100 people and already 48 is gone. The team at Adansi Travels Limited are planning a tour of Europe as part of the travel agency's 10th anniversary. Gideon Asari started the business. to like traveling himself so when he returned to Ghana he reached out to his friends and started to work towards establishing the travel agency I realized that a lot of the case studies that was being used were not being done in Ghana and so um, personally I didn't want to believe that the problem was with the market I, I, I thought that problem was the products so Ghanaians were not traveling because they were not getting we're not making the agents, we're not making the travel easy for them. Adansi Travels on the Joy Business Van this Wednesday on TV, radio, online and on ground. The Joy Business Van, powered by Joy Business and supported by EcoBank, the Pan-African Bank and MTN. What are we doing today? United States uh, aid agency is partnering with the World Food Program uh, to provide support to farmers here in Ghana. We have more in this report. The farmer support activity looks to cushion and build the capacity of farmers, especially those in the northern parts of Ghana. A total of 17,000 farming households in 17 districts in the northern, northeast, upper east, and upper west regions will receive. 3,500 cities each. Kimberly Rosen is mission director at USAID. To ensure accessibility and convenience, small-scale farmers will directly receive the cash transfers into their mobile money accounts. This method allows them to easily access the funds in an efficient manner. The cash transfers provided through this program serve as a flexible tool that the farmers can utilize to address their most urgent needs. This flexibility empowers farmers to invest in their farms, purchase necessary inputs, cover labor costs, or attend to other important requirements. It is important to note that this program is part of our broader commitment to support Ghana's agricultural sector. 
Through a multi-sectoral initiative that includes the Ministry of Food and Agriculture, the National Identification Authority and MTN, the World Food Programme has identified targeted and registered vulnerable smallholder farmers. According to WFP representative and country director, Barbara Clemens, this is to ensure that these farmers do not compromise on quality and quantity. This, especially going into this lean season, seeks to identify them, assist them so that they are not um, consuming some of their inputs or making negative coping choices in terms of I'll cultivate less land or I'll buy less food for my household. We want to make sure that we're there when the assistance is needed and is given to the right person so that they can increase their productivity. And that really is the point of this. Deputy Agric Minister Yalfrempong Adu urged the farmers to be prudent with their investment. There are several other households who are not lucky to have been part of uh, this program. So those of you who have been selected, I will call the lucky ones. You need to prove to the donors, our development partners, that this money is not for your pocket or your purse or your wallet. It is for productivity. And just as they said, you, you observe the, the strong team here. The, the M&E team is so strong with financial, those people with financial background, they are going to monitor you from penny to penny. And if, if you don't account for it, you may be in trouble. We cannot shield you because we want, we want you to use the money to deliver what you have to deliver. The farmer support activity will run till March 2024. And scores of uh, commuters were left stranded today after an accident uh, on the Jasu section of the Kumasi Accra uh, Road. Uh, a Metro Mass uh, Transit bus and an articulated truck uh, collided uh, head on. Some passengers, as we understand, sustained uh, minor injuries. And uh, eyewitnesses say uh, that the Metro Mass bus was trying to avoid a stationary vehicle on the side of the road. and social media is fisting as two former lovebirds actor Yvonne Nelson and rapper Sarkodie take their 13 year feud a notch higher, trading blame for Yvonne Nelson's abortion of their pregnancy, as revealed in her book. 
I am not Yvonne Nelson, Jacqueline and Somayabois is keenly following uh, the pair as they battle out their bitter past. The two are trading blame over their 2010 pregnancy, which was later terminated. Sarkodie played to her strength rap to respond to Yvonne's blame for the situation captured in her new book, I Am Not Yvonne Nelson. This extract is read by an actor. I wasn't the only one responsible for the situation, so I called the man whose protein seed had germinated in me. His name is Michael Owusuadu, a renowned Ghanaian musician who is better known as Sarkodie. I called him on the phone and said we needed to talk. He still lived with his mother, and this was not the kind of news to break in the house. I sensed the intensity of his emotions when I broke the news to him. I could hear his heart pounding, and when he finally found his voice, he faltered. His message was, however, unambiguous. He didn't want the pregnancy. That would damage him and his career. The only option was to get rid of it. I was still wondering if the man whose name I bore was my father. How was I going to bring another human being into this world to live like me? Someone whose father would reject him or her as Mr. Nelson had rejected me? If there was a way to spare someone else the trauma I was contending with, why would I reject that option? Especially when I was not psychologically and emotionally prepared to be a mother? It took Sarkodie 10 days to respond, and when he did, it was some style. A signature rap song released to his Twitter handle in the wee hours of the night, denying Sarkodie's story outright. The new Chevy Silverado HD puts you in command. Own strength with its enhanced available Duramax 6.6 liter turbo diesel V8. Own the lake with its available advanced towing technology. And own technology with an available 13.4 inch diagonal touchscreen. The new Chevy Silverado HD. Own work, own play, own life. Learn more at Chevy.com. Find new roads. Chevrolet. To be very honest, today I don't believe it. Because me casa, me am a doctor. Make sure you say you don't need it. Yvonne may have not even finished listening to the rap before issuing an immediate counter response on Twitter, indicating how impressed she is about the rap, but flatly rejecting Sarkodie's claim. In my book, I narrated how you got me pregnant, how you couldn't wait for me to get rid of it, how you drove me to have an abortion. As usual, you want to use rap to rubbish a pain a young woman felt. We both have daughters. Let's see what life tools at them. Insults won't work, Michael. Respect womanhood. I'm happy the world gets to see how you are playing this and the real you. Young women get to learn from this. You will get the applause for a rap. Still doesn't change the truth. This may not end today, but it definitely has caused a buzz on social media and provided many curious holiday makers in Ghana and elsewhere something to help them relax on a day of the Feast of Sacrifice. For Joy News, Jacqueline and Samaya And that's all we have for you in this package. And bless us, we're going to log on to myjoyonline.com. We have more stories for you there.